0: Hi. I'm Lusa. You're overly life-sized. Up, it's your boy Musa, and this is Blue Moose. So here I am, excited, nervous, scared to bear my soul in well, in not a not a new way, but just in a a different kind of way. I think that my intentions are different. I think that my. Mm, My focus is different. And I just want to speak from the heart. I haven't quite defined the purpose of this podcast. Now, the intention is to bear my heart and to hopefully relate to some people. But other than that. I just want to use the tools that I've acquired and couple with the my knowledge and my feelings, my experiences to create something. Everybody in their mama has a podcast, and a lot of those podcasts we uh, we cringe while watching because a lot of people just acquire equipment. And, you know, you get a mic, uh, internet connection, <laughs> and a laptop, and all of a sudden you become a professional. You're an expert at various topics. Of course, I'm being facetious because we come to find out that people who just talk about any and everything, they could stand a, a few more lessons, maybe a few more hours in school <laughs> or something. Because quite often we don't know what we're talking about, right? but we use what we have to emote because everybody has something to say about everything. We are all professionals and experts at being who we are (laughs) and what we think we know. But I just want to talk. I just want to have a conversation. So as I was driving today, I was thinking about the things that I allow to hold me back. And the overarching theme to all of the stress and uh, roadblocks in my life, um, the overarching theme is fear. Fear has dictated so many of my decisions. Fear has almost kept me from receiving some of the hugest blessings that I could ever receive. And I succumbed to it more than I overcome it. And as I was driving, I was thinking about fear and how if you allow fear to dictate all of your decisions, it will be king in in your life it will rule your entire life and i thought about that and my desire has always been to be someone who shares his art with the world hell i i think i did that or at least i tried to do that when i was in a band i loved creating I didn't always like the process of creating because sometimes I had to, my ego had to meet the egos of others, and although oftentimes mine was the one who was that was defeated, it's it made the creative process, um, the process very um, not fun. But I love um, the the, the <laughs> I love the finished product. I love seeing the reactions and responses from people who have consumed um, my art, who have consumed my work, and that's dope. So, I say all that to say, I go on these strange uh, side quests, I said that to say, I don't know why my computer is dinging right now, oh, it's because people are sending emails after work hours. Yes. Okay. Um, anyway, I have been craving an outlet to express myself. You know, I have a podcast show um, with a friend, and it's it's good, and we have a good time, um, but I need something um, consistent whenever um, we're not recording, and so... This is this is what that is. Um I've been singing all my life. I've been acting and dancing and all that stuff and I just need that outlet again and maybe this is the first step um to recording again and to singing singing again, singing <laughs> again because it's been a bit of a drought. Every now and then I'll get a drink of water, you know, um do a production or something like that in my community, but um, I need something that is for me, you know, where I can get an opportunity to really bare my soul and show how talented I am. And for a while, it's been it's been it's been a, a bit of a challenge. So that's what this podcast is about. And fear, fear has honestly kept me from doing some of the things that I'd like to do, from expressing myself in a way that I like to express myself. And fear has also kept me from sharing my heart with others. Because let's say, this is hypothetical, you've been wronged, right? Right? And you are afraid to speak to that person or those persons who have wronged you because you know that your truth will hurt them. And sometimes you feel as if it's better to hold your tongue or keep your truth to yourself because you can handle it um, as opposed to the, the storm that you could create by being honest and vulnerable with people. Um, I don't know if I asked that in a question or if I just made a statement, but what I'm feeling is sometimes there's a fear of expressing myself to others or to express to them when I think I've been done wrong because how I feel would create a bigger storm than the storm that I'm enduring in that moment. And... Another, I know that sounds really strange, but another thing that comes to mind, and excuse the train. Um, it doesn't have to rain on my side of town as as hard as it rains on your side of the town for uh, me to experience what it feels like to be wet. I know that sounds weird, but just go with me. Okay. I don't have to get punched the same number of times. I know this sounds really strange, but just... I don't have to get punched the same number of times as you do to know what it feels like to be hurt or to feel pain. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I know this may sound all all over the place, but this has been my process over the past month and a half is dealing with um, people measuring or feeling like I'm, I'm, I measure levels of fear or pain or anger and I would, you know, I would come to the conclusion that I have to keep certain things to myself because the pain I feel is less than the pain that person will feel if I express myself. And so (laughs) I say all that to say that creating a podcast, talking and sharing your feelings, I felt a lot of fear Around sharing my feelings because sometimes my feelings have and may continue to hurt someone um who feels may feel personally attacked or targeted by something that I say and I often wonder how the how the the funnies do it how the how the comedians do it how the the great podcasters do it because and I know I've talked about this before on my other podcasts, but but it's a mystery to me how entertainers can entertain so freely and so fearlessly. How how podcasters and talk show hosts can be so open and so vulnerable without fear. I'm not saying that they don't have fear, but it's like what pushes them to that point to be able to tell their stories their authentic stories, knowing that them showing up <laughs> as authentic as, as 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 they can, that their authenticity will at some point hurt someone or make someone feel angry. I shouldn't say hurt someone because you're not. Hmm, I, I was gonna say you're not hurting someone by they they're going to feel how they feel by your words and especially if if your your intentions are pure you're not directly hurting them they feel hurt by your words so it's crazy because even now as i as i'm talking about my my dilemma i'm already like solving my problems uh <laughs> this, Oh, sorry. Siri is uh, every time I move my hands because I, I, I'm expressive, so I move my hands when I talk, and I raise my um, my wrist, and Siri started listening, recording everything I was saying. These smart devices, right? But I was saying that as I was ex- expressing an issue that I encounter, I was already solving that issue. I, I was saying that, you know, I basically my my. The point is I don't want to hurt anyone with my words or by telling my story. And then I said to myself, well, you're not directly hurting them if you're not if that's not your intention. They feel hurt. And you can't do anything about their feelings. They choose to feel hurt without understanding um, your perspective or allowing you to at least share your perspective. I think that's one of the, you know, it's part of the human condition. We are um we are easily offended without understanding intention sometimes. And that's a slippery slope, so I have to be careful with that because, you know, some things just shouldn't be said, okay? <laughs> and that's me being hypocritical again. I mean, really if you if you should have freedom to say the things that you that you want. And I'm just, man, I'm I'm really I'm really just preaching to myself because I just I was going I was going to say, but there may be consequences to you being free or or speaking freely. So (laughs) I'm talking about my issues and I'm talking about the things that I encounter and I'm already just schooling myself. Um, But I guess. It's hard, right, because we live in a society where people are. Can be extremely insensitive and they often accuse the society of being overly sensitive and, and it's like where is where is the balance right like where is the balance between um well not between um but when someone's being extremely insensitive how can we you know help them understand that their words um may may do a lot of things perpetuate violence may you know reinforce stigmas um like how do we how do you find that that common thread i'm just <laughs> i know i know that i'm all over the place but honestly these are my thoughts in i would say the purest form that I, that i've ever been able to To share, I know it may sound corny or it may sound superficial to say that, you know, damn, you had a revelation today of all days. But, you know, when do people have revelations like, you know, I think about that all the time. You know, when I'm trying to refrain from doing something, I always tell myself this, this is the moment. (laughs) This is when everything turns around for me. And for some people, it works like that. So why can't it work like that for me? Why can't on, let's say, November twentieth, the best thing in life ever happen to me, right? Why can't you know? It's like when people win the lottery, they don't, they don't move into the lot winning the lottery, and they don't, <laughs> they don't move into stages saying, you know what, I, if I keep if I keep it up, um, I, I'm going to to win that lottery. If I just, it's like, you know how you how you lift weights to to meet a goal or something like that, you know, you damn. And here I go again. I was going to say I, well, I what what I was going to say. See, this is why talking in podcast is therapy for me because as I, even as I'm talking, I'm I'm teaching my own self. I was going to say, you know, um it's like a uh someone who is preparing for a bodybuilding competition. You know, chances are if you if you work hard, if you know that date, that's if you know that date of the competition, you're gonna to work to that date, and you have goals to get to that date. So I guess, I guess it can be kind of like that because also, when you're when you're when you're looking for a breakthrough, you might do certain things to get to that goal. But what I'm saying is, a lottery is 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 random. So there's no way you can prepare to win the lottery, right? Like to. For 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 the lottery to actually you know happen in your life, and so what I'm saying is, I sometimes I, I I wonder when that day will come for me where the light will just bing go off in my head. But maybe you have multiple moments like that, right? Maybe you have multiple moments where you get those those light bulb moments. So maybe it's not a oh, oh <laughs> maybe it's not a one like a one time thing. You know, maybe it's just growth. And so, but, but today felt, today felt particularly um, life-changing because one of, my, one of my fears is opening text messages <laughs> and reading and responding to emails. I have this crippling fear, especially when I haven't spoken to the individual in a long time. I won't even tell you how many unread messages are in my, um, in my phone. It's an obscene amount. It's a very, very obscene amount. And I'm, I make no other excuses. I make no excuses other than I'm f- fearful. And every now and then I'll tell myself, it ain't like the person going whoop my ass, you know? Not at least they're not going to reach through the through the computer screen or through my cell phone screen and and beat my ass. It's but it's not even that it's it's the fear of disappointment. I, you may some of you may have heard this story, but well, those of you who listen and who know me, <laughs> I used to work for a jewelry company in Austin, Texas more on that story (laughs) at a later date, but I had this really, really great boss. He was, he was phenomenal. And this was, this was around the time when I decided to pursue music full time. And I was trying to tell him that I was, I'd be leaving because we're going on tour very soon. And he and I both knew that my time there was done, you know, because I was so focused on music and you know, things were really picking up for my band and <laughs> he would conveniently leave the office when I said I wanted to talk to him. There was one time I was walking towards him saying, oh, we'll talk about it later, we'll talk about it later. And I'm almost 100% sure he knew what was going on, but he didn't want to have the conversation because he didn't want to lose me. I'm not saying that I, could be repl- I couldn't be I could be replaced, but I was the photographer and the editor for the jewelry that would go up on his website. I was also the um the marketing guy for all of his um his print work. And so not I'm not bragging, but losing me at that time would have really um set him back. And I tried to talk to him about me leaving. I wanted to do it right. I had there were 3 weeks before I was going on the road and I knew they were coming and so um, I was trying to talk to him about it, you know, about you know going going on the road, but it was more than just going on the road. it was me leaving that job for for good so <laughs> every time I would call him, he wouldn't return my calls um so it was really impossible to to get in touch with him and then there was one week where he was just where he just wasn't on location on site, and so I did what. I didn't want to do was which was email him <laughs> um letting him know that I was uh I was quitting effective immediately because at this point it had been 3 weeks and I felt so bad about it um so I sent the email and a few days before tour there was nothing and a few days went by still nothing from him and then I think on the 4th day um i i emailed him again and i said hey just wanted to make sure that you got my email that i sent last week <laughs> he responded uh back the email almost immediately and in all caps it said yeah i got it and i and that's all i saw i immediately uh, Xed out of it and deleted it because I didn't want to see it because I knew that whatever was happening, whatever was was encased in that email was the cussing out of my life. <laughs> I mean, he was a good wholesome guy, but I, 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 it might not have been the cussing out. It might have been just um uh, words of disappointment and and maybe feeling abandoned and maybe feeling betrayed, and I couldn't. I couldn't deal with that. He was such a nice man and I never ever wanted to betray him or to to, you know, make him believe that I was just I was it it felt he felt like family. And then that's the, the the hard part, because I really wanted to it was my intention to speak to him, to sit down and talk to him. And I just felt like he was avoiding me. And so that's not what start that's not when the fear when when fear gate started it started sometime um around college when i was too afraid to look at grades and stuff like that emails from professors about my poor performance that's when i started uh, that's when fear gate started cuz i was never like this in high school well, i guess because i didn't have much i didn't have many responsibilities in high school but you know i was never afraid to read emails or well we don't we child we weren't really emailing like that in high school so let's be honest um i'm not exactly from the stone age but definitely um emailing back and forth with teachers was not a thing um so anyway today i said that i would take the first step in not being afraid and so I started responding to a few emails, checking a few text messages, responding to a few text messages that I had given days, gone days without responding. But something felt different about today. It It felt like I can do it. It felt like you can do it, Musa. And maybe I won't feel like that tomorrow. And maybe I won't feel like that the next day. Maybe I won't feel like that for another month or two months or maybe two years, but which is kind of scary when you think about it but something felt new it felt well I won't say new it felt familiar it felt necessary and so i i said i would take my time because one of my flaws is feeling like feeling like i need to experience it all right then and there i need to i need to do it all right then and there Instead of being patient, you know, there are so many stories that I always, I want to tell and I know that I just have to be patient and then I'll be able to, to tell those stories. But (laughs) It's not easy because you want to, you want to be open and free all the time. Well, at least I do, because sometimes I feel that blockage. And I'm feeling that like like it's it's real right now. And you know, I experienced a situation that for the past let me see <laughs> Shit. Uh, almost two months. Yeah, two months. I've been I've been dealing with something, a feeling. situation that has been taking a toll on me. (laughs) I laugh because I think that, that, never mind, but I've been dealing with something that prevents me from feeling, feeling like I'm, like my presence is is needed or wanted or desired in certain spaces mm. i I experienced something that made it very difficult it makes it because it's currently going on it makes it very difficult difficult to um be authentic with with certain people. And I've been going through something for two months where I feel like, and I have to be as vague as possible, and this is what I mean. If I expressed myself, I don't believe that the people I, who I would express it to would understand or at least um, receive me and my thoughts and feelings without um, malice or anger. And so I've been trying to tell myself just to eat it, to eat it, but it's not a pride thing it's a it's a feeling of of self-worth it it deals with my feeling worthy of of being in certain spaces and and being received by certain people i want to to feel worthy of good company and and great friends um and you can experience something a number of times and finally tell yourself no nah, that's not it but imagine the dilemma when being um, when being among such seemingly salt-of-the-earth people um, all unique and special and not feeling like you belong, but also um, not feeling. How do I say this? Those persons. Be, oh, my dog is mad. You wow. <laughs> lose my track, my train of thought, Harvey. Um, those people thinking that you're unaware of their actions and the things that they have done to, which ultimately makes you feel, makes you feel, right? Makes you feel like you're unworthy. And so that's what I've been dealing with. And sometimes I admit I get jealous of, of people who can say what they want to say without, without much fear of backlash, people who show up authentically, people who don't find themselves craving the attention of the audience of people who um, wouldn't clap for you, whether they were sitting in that audience or not. I sometimes get jealous of people who never find themselves in situations where um they are being being played where everyone else knows it but them <laughs> or no everyone else knows it and they think that 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 person being played doesn't know um I envy those people because they don't question friendships relationships they don't question um, um authenticity they don't question that and they don't question their you know if their friends are genuine or not and so like I think people have a problem with those that they they hurt being being open and then and the other part is i you could be talking about something you know general, and people will think it's targeted like those are those are all of the things that go through my head, but I know that when people express themselves in film and TV and podcasts on youtube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever have you they are being their authentic selves and that their intention is to tell a story and that's, they, that's what they intend to do and that's what they do regardless of how it makes others feel. And so that's where my fear lies in wanting to tell my story but being fearful of how others may feel. I know you've gathered that because <laughs> I've said it a million times, but um, that's just what I'm stuck on. Um, this morning, I had to take a few phone calls, and there are certain people who, when I speak to them, my voice changes. I feel like there's cotton in the back of my throat because I'm, I'm shaping my mouth holding my tongue to say, to speak a certain way, to sound agreeable, to sound, to show uh, toxic amounts of deference, it's not even real deference, it's not, um, and I, I was, so there were back-to-back phone calls, one lasted 14 minutes, the other lasted an over an hour, and They're both people that it's hard to get a word in uh, with edgewise, and they're both significantly older than me. And so there were a few times where I found myself telling myself, Musa, speak. Say what you need to say. And so there were a few times where I felt like I – I said what I needed to say, but you ever you ever have a maybe not even a conflict or you're telling a really good story or you're letting somebody know what it really T.I. is and you get home and you say, damn, I should have said that. That's exactly what I thought. Damn, I should have said that. Um, <laughs> that happened to me twice today. But with. Finding ways to cope. Cope is better than deal. I think cope, to cope with my fear um, is to understand that I need to prioritize my peace. You know, I was on a phone call with, with someone important, but I I work a full-time job. And sometimes they don't always understand that I cannot have full out conversations and I know people who can I know people who have full-time jobs and can have full-on conversations about things unrelated to work and they're just fine and that's cool for them but the way my mind works between the hours of nine to five unless it's an absolute emergency we don't need to be talking on the phone for more than five ten minutes tops and also the way I think you should first ask text me and ask me if I have the time to talk. But that's that's if it's absolutely necessary because between the hours of nine eight, sorry, eight to five, excuse me, eight to five, I'm at work. Assume you can't even reach me. Maybe I'll get it at noon <laughs> or I'll respond at lunchtime. But that's that's my that's my lunch hour. So I I know that that, that sounds really selfish, but I am doing my best to you know, prioritize my peace. Because I need that. I need that and I don't need to be on the phone with you when you know, when we both know. And so what what I what I did today was I told the person I was talking to, "Hey, I really appreciate your questions. I really appreciate your concern, and and we're going to we're going to we're going to figure this out. But I right now I am at work." And I really can't afford to be on the phone for an hour you know answering questions that you might be able to get from someone else and I know that may sound rude, but i i i had I had to do it and I have to do it and maybe over time I'll be able to sand sand that them, them rocky them rough edges down and make it smoother so that it doesn't sound rude because those are not my intentions but my intentions are to as you know as our great aunt says to reclaim my time but to let you know that I do have to get off this phone you know um and that I am very serious about the, the the time that I'm spending doing work I care about what you're saying but we have to understand that there are other things that I have that have to take priority and so that's just that's an example of me prioritizing my peace but there was something this morning that i when i had another conversation that i that i should have said to that person and i got out the car and i was like dang why didn't i say that that would have really just let let them know like hey i ain't playing with (laughs) y'all it's gonna be this this is what it is you know so respectfully you know what i mean so um, you know, I have recorded this episode <laughs> like three times, and you know, I the the first time I I turned off all the lights, put on my my um my uh, different colored lights in here and put on this little projector that projects stars into the wall and you know i was gonna light some incense and i was just gonna really just do it and because I, <laughs> I feel like that's what it needed maybe some days it's what it calls for but i just finished eating some mashed potatoes you know the lights all the lights are on i got jim gaffigan on netflix paused dog in the background barking a little bit you know um there's nothing um it's it, there's nothing nothing staged The microphone been has been up laptop has been open for the past few weeks even while i was gone to chicago it's been up and so i didn't need to perform an episode i just needed to, to be in my element and just talk i know somebody out there feels me and i know there's probably people out there who might speculate on what i'm talking about i also have ambitions for this sh- this podcast and that's to talk to other people to have a new guest each week talking about anything in, nothing in particular just any topic you know i, I would prefer that that you live close by me so you can come and sit on my couch with me um <laughs> uh I promise there won't be any dog hair on or anything like that I might even have snacks you know but wouldn't that be dope you know for you to you know just for us to just vibe you know and just talk about things and um I am purchasing another microphone so that you can have yours and and we just talk we really just 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 vibe and 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 on a, and on a topic that is, uh, you know, important or interesting. And hopefully we can get some feedback, you know. um. Now we won't be, not video recording. I'm not, I have that, I have that equipment, but I'm not doing that right now. My goal is to, is to grow and to, n- to nurture something that hopefully can lead to next steps. Well, if I'm intentional, and if I'm purposeful, if I'm purpose-led, purpose-driven, then it will lead to next steps. I was a YouTuber for damn it, 10 years, recording videos all the time, engaging with people. My my closest friends I met through social media, and my, my best friend I met through YouTube. YouTube. YouTube has... I've been blessed with a lot of relationships through YouTube and I wanna get back to consistency. You know, I, I've worked in my current, my current uh, job for almost seven years and I love it. I know my colleagues love their jobs. We love our department. But I'm not just, I'm not just Musa eight to five. I have other dreams, other goals, other aspirations, and they all are centered around creating. I love, cre- I miss creating. I miss talking to people. I miss making people laugh. I miss, you know, making silly videos. And every, every now and then I'll sprinkle, you know, a little bit here and there. But I had such a momentum when I, when I lived in Austin. I would sit and think about skits. I would write out skits. And sometimes I look at old videos on YouTube and I say, I don't even know who that is. (laughs) I don't even look, I don't look like myself. I can't, I can't imagine that inner, I I don't know that spirit anymore. And whereas I think it's weird because that spirit was, was free-ish. I think I'm still free-ish, but he, he was just a different kind of (laughs) free-ish. He didn't feel He wasn't so, um, particular and he didn't feel any type of way, um, recording any content that he wanted, you know, um, he wasn't embarrassed. He wasn't self-conscious rather. That's what, that's what I wanted to say. He wasn't at all self-conscious about the art that he was creating, you know. He was always on YouTube Always recording and editing videos Always doing something in Photoshop And then he got burned out He got burned out I remember I won't say I remember when I was burned out But um I, I remember Kanye West Used to have A Lego heart I was so So jealous of that Lego heart it was, it was, it was probably, it was, I guess it came out during the 808 and heartbreak era. And I wanted that Lego heart, but I'd be damned if I was going to pay for it. So I did what, you know, a real G does. I went went down to Walmart um, <laughs> and I bought, uh, I bought a set of Legos and I built that Lego heart. And when I tell you it was, it was better than Kanye's, <laughs> it was just like kanye's um but I built it. I um went to Hobby Lobby and got a little the little pin backing and i um I super glued it to I still have it I super glued it to um the back of the Lego, and man, I would wear that to shows. I'd wear that to South by Southwest. People were jocking your boy, they were jacking me. And everything that I did, I won't say I was original, but there was no one, in there was no one in Austin. This is, I was like, oh man, it wasn't no one in Austin doing. But when I lived in Austin, there was nobody else wearing a Lego heart pin. So I, I was, I was that girl, you know. <laughs> so what when I um, my one of my bandmates used to always try to, and maybe it was smart, maybe it was smart. I always try to uh market the things that I did that were unique to me and branded as something that was a signature of our band and it was smart, right? It that was smart. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it to them. That was smart. But sometimes I used to feel like they didn't want me to be original. Or, you know, or do things they they never credited me for being original. They wanted to package it, and so they, what they wanted to do is they wanted to make little kits, little um, Lego heart kits, and sell them at our shows, and we did. And I just uh, you might say, well, what's wrong with that? That's 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 genius. It it was just that it it became it became a thing that anything that I did we would market it as a band thing, but rarely did I get credit for being creative and and you know you might say, well it was the it's your band but but it wasn't <laughs> i mean it, do you want the t like it yes, it was my band, but i didn't i never felt like I never felt unique or special, you know And this all goes back to, you know, what people do to you and what you th- and how you feel about what they do to you are two different things. Yes, um, so that's what, that's what I'm saying. I said earlier, like it's hard to find that that balance. But I never felt that I was appreciated or acknowledged for my creativity, you know. Um, and so I got burned out. I got burned out designing flyers and album covers and stuff like that because people don't people don't realize just how much creativity i put into um, designing whenever whenever someone says whip me up a flyer real quick it's like <laughs> you want, you want me to just whip you up a flyer real quick you know you just want me to whip it up it, i down to the i am very detail oriented when it comes to designing flyers and so i don't just whip a flyer up real quick like what About do say, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Like I, I, I like to do everything on my own time and of a certain quality. And so I've bur- got burned out on doing graphic designs. I, I only take graphic design jobs. Um, I only do graphic design jobs for, uh, about two people. And one of those people, um, is a uh, she's a friend and a mentor and a former boss of mine she is the only and, and I don't even do all I don't even do all the, do it all the time for her but she is the only person that I would I love to do graphic design for because she's always like she <laughs> she different like <laughs> she's she's um now I'm gonna I'm about to cry because I love her um but she's just different she always lets me um ooh. I, <laughs> I don't like It's hard for me talking about people that I really love Because you know I I, I love her so much Um oh, shit now I'm in my emotions Damn it I love her because mm, She cares about my art man And she She just appreciates me so much And she Man she's, she's been there for me Honestly like There are days when I would, man, when I would be living in Austin or I was in Fort Worth and I didn't have any money. Even when I was in College Station and didn't have any money, she would just come through like, like, I mean, a gift from God. She would just come through and and just she would, you know, ask me if I could design something for her and she would pay me right there. I don't get burned out. Nine times out of ten If she asks me to do it I'm going to do it that, that, that other That other One That other tenth Is me, is my stubbornness But She I, I she Honestly Like fuck that She's the only person <laughs> She's the only person That I design for Because She sees me And that's what That's what I mean Like you know That's what really What this is all about Like I I love to create I I miss creating, but I've gotten burned out because I don't feel seen. I don't feel like people um, people just assume that I'm gonna do something, you know. And and then oftentimes, it you know I'm expected to do things, but I'm never invited to the celebrations, you know. It, i'm I'm never celebrated, I'm not, I shouldn't say never that sounds so I know I probably sound like a whiny baby, but um it's just I think that what i'm what I'm saying is I'm missing people who have lifted me up and continue to lift me up, and they've never faltered or wavered, they've never ever been um fake about it, and so like I just I've gotten burned out on doing a lot of things singing, performing, um, graphic design, <laughs> photography, man, you know, I saw a post that said, you know, you, um, you, you're sitting on skills that can, that could be making you a millionaire and, you know, go get it, you know, stop playing all this. I appreciate it. Cause I, I even had that moment today about, let me just stop playing and go get it. But people don't understand how hard it is to sit down at a computer and design something when you're, when you're, when you're not motivated, money has never motivated me. It's never motivated me to, to do anything, um, anything creative, you know? And what I, what I mean by that is, I mean, what I mean by that is when I'm burned out, (laughs) you can, you can promise me, all this stuff, but I mean, unless it's a million dollars, let's well, five hundred thousand, well, a hundred thousand to be very clear, you know, maybe even seven thousand. It has to be the right number, okay? <laughs> it has to be the right number, but you know, I'm not moved by um, you know money in that regard. But when it's someone that I know cares about me and doesn't switch up on me, I try my hardest. You know, depression plays a really big big role in my um lack of desire to create I have a green screen on my um in the corner right behind me i have i <laughs> i want a new iPad with an apple pencil that <laughs> honestly would take my design to the next level a you know a decent you know laptop and a decent microphone with headphones. I have everything I need, <laughs> and still you know and as i as I said earlier, like I'm starting to like talk to myself and and like school my my own self um I have everything that I need, and still but the the but what I said to myself just now was, you have everything you need. And you don't need to run up behind anyone. You don't need to, you don't need the approval of, of, uh, of anyone really. You can do things on your own. And that's true. I know that. I know that I can. It's just lonely, you know? It's lonely to, to, to do things on your own, but. I think that that's another thing I'm I'm, that I have to learn is that when you create and when you truly um, understand your purpose and your path, I think you have to walk by yourself. Sometimes you're not you're not truly by yourself, but you have to to be your own company. I really hope that somebody out there connects with me. And more than anything, if you do connect with me, I hope that you find community when you need it. I hope that community finds you when they need you. I hope that your dreams are still are just as bright now as they were some years ago if you have those types of dreams. I hope that your future dreams knock your socks off. I hope that you find space for yourself, for your art. I hope that you're appreciated. I hope that you're loved. I hope that you are valued. I hope that you are seen, I hope that you are heard. I hope that everything that you desire in this life, that you receive and you receive it in abundance. I hope that you take time to breathe. I hope that you take time to cry. I hope that you take time to love. And I hope that you take time to feel what the fuck you need to feel. I hope that you conquer fear every time. I hope that you are loved. I hope that you are respected. I hope that that wonder and that magic inside of you that you might think is gone. I hope that it's revived. And I hope that you remember that you are that dude. You are that girl. You. You are that woman. You are that man. You are that person. There's nobody like you. There's not a single person on this earth as unique as you. You are truly one in a million. And look, if don't nobody love you, (laughs) Musa loves you. All right? Peace.